man cave. A sanctuary. A sacred place. A place where we can go talk about the things we want to talk about. A place where we're surrounded by our favorite teams. A place where everyone is welcome. Grab a seat and a beverage. This is the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Dan Casper here for another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, getting ready for one of my favorite times of the uh, sports calendar, the NFL Draft. One of my favorite, yeah, just general sports things. Been lucky to go to the draft once, but... That's when it was in uh, Chicago for the first year in 2015, and they were still kind of playing around with, you know, figuring out how to get fans there and, and all that, and now it's it's completely changed, so I cannot wait till it gets back, especially if it gets in Green Bay. If it's in Green Bay, I'm renting a house down there, I'm doing everything for like a week down there. I love the NFL draft. I, I, I think it's just more, it, it, maybe it's kind of like doing the brackets in college basketball, you're feeling it out, and... And you're just pretty much guessing at who do you think, what teams are going to go where. That's why I love the draft. It's, you know, mock drafts and guessing and, and seeing how close you can get to it and just the the intrigue and, and kind of getting a glimpse of how GMs, how their minds work, how scouts work, how coaches work, and, and, and their vision for their teams. So we may not agree with it. Uh, in a lot of cases, some we, we may do, but it's also, it's you know, these these players getting an opportunity to to live out a dream for sure but uh and I, I my favorite part of the draft is is day two rounds two and three uh that I don't know that's I, I think those are some players that you know maybe a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because they thought they should go higher but you can get some really good players in rounds two and three that can be impact starters right away I mean you can look at the Buccaneers last year with Winfield Jr you know safety second round pick there see it every year so the first round gets all the attention, gets all the hoopla, gets all the fanfare. But for me, day two is the best, or the, my, my favorite, I should say, rounds two and three. But with this episode of the of the Man Cave, now every year I do a mock draft, okay? Hey, I, I do a first-round mock draft. I also do a seven-round Packers mock draft. Um, that version, you know, they're both going to be on the radio show. But the, the, the Packers one's going to be on the video blog. We have uh, Green and Gold Chalk Talk. But listeners to the Man Cave podcast are going to get a first glimpse of my first round mock before it goes live on the air. So I only do one. The, the mock draft of integrity, if you want to call it that. Only do one uh, about uh, the day, two days before the first round here. So um, I don't know how else I have to pipe this up. I think you just want to get into it. It's the only reason you're listening, maybe. If you are listening, to tell me how wrong I am on some of these picks. But, hey, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, uh, with the first pick, let's just get into it right away. All right, with the first pick, there's no big surprise. Jaguars going quarterback Trevor Lawrence. We don't need to describe it or anything, right? When we get it, Jaguars get their dude. The, the, it's, it, you know, that... And that's the thing, I, I get it with the draft that they're going to prolong this thing when they're on the clock and all that, but just get the pick in and move on for crying out loud. Jets, I'm going Zach Wilson, quarterback. Again, no big surprise there. Uh, Jets get their new quarterback. And then we get to the 49ers, which I got to tell you all, I, I still keep going back and forth. I don't know if it's the, the fact that the 49ers are playing this smokescreen game like to, it's perfect to the T. We know it's going to be a quarterback. 
Which quarterback is it going to be? We don't know. The 49ers are playing this, I think, better than, than we've seen before in the past of just keeping everybody guessing. But I am going to go. I, I And when I do these mock drafts, I do it more. I try to do it more from what I think the teams will do. And it's not necessarily my personal preference. I mean, there's a little bit of sprinkle in there, what I would do. But it's mostly geared towards what I think teams will do. So I'm going to go with Mac Jones. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I personally would make that. But I, I think that with with Mac Jones, the stuff that you're hearing, the 49ers are a team that can compete now. I mean, they're they're not that far off. they got a lot of good good players on that team yet. So I, I think they're, you know, with the quarterbacks that would be remaining there between Mac Jones and, and Fields and, and uh and Lance they probably feel like Mac Jones is the one that could play right away where the other ones you know maybe need a little bit more develop or maybe a little bit more uncertainty there maybe they feel like they know what they got in a guy like Mac Jones so um and then you look at Kyle Shanahan and you just kind of look at his history I mean the dude has had experience with different kinds of quarterbacks RG3 Matt Ryan you know to name a few Johnny Manziel for his short stint in in Cleveland there but then you kind of look at some of the influences around the league. I mean, the Rams just acquired Matthew Stafford, Big Arm, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers. We know about him. Those are the Shanahan system. Shanahan, um, <clears throat> those coaches are coming from the Shanahan tree. So I think Mac Jones is probably a little bit more like those guys in terms of like arm strength and pocket awareness and that. So a little bit more, I guess you could say a little bit more of a pocket passer. So that's that's why I'm going to go with Mac Jones at three. Number four, the Falcons again. I'm going Kyle Pitts. It's kind of a uh, a cop-out pick. But will they go and get, like, their future quarterback at this point? I don't know. The Falcons one is such an interesting thing, too, because they've got to shed some salary. There's the Julio Jones trade rumors. They do have an aging quarterback. Do do, Do they kind of start it all over? They've got a new head coach and a new general manager, but... I think they're going to go with Kyle Pitts in this one with the tight end, and I just i I would not be surprised if they go quarterback. I'm just not I'm not feeling it. I haven't seen a good guy. I've seen some mock drafts with it, but I'm just I guess I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it right now. Uh, number five again. I str- I'll tell you guys I struggled with this mock draft. I, I really did. Um, and I don't know if it's just because there's the you know a lot of the the, the no uh the no combine, all that certain stuff. I don't, this this draft this year, I know for the general managers, it's really hard for them because they haven't been able to get guys in the buildings and all that no combine. But I look at this at least for a lot of these picks and you can go multiple different ways. Like the Bengals, the Falcons we just talked about, but the Bengals too. For me personally, I'd probably go offensive lineman to protect Joe Burrow, but I feel like the Bengals are going to go and try to get him a weapon. So I got Jamar Chase uh, going to the Bengals, his former teammate over there at LSU, to to team up with him. And then Miami, uh, you know, with, with two over there, I think they're going to try to give him some weapons too. Uh, Devontae Smith from Alabama. So I'm going to go wide receiver there for, for Miami as well. And then finally, we're, we're going to have the first offensive lineman taken off the board. And this is going to go to the Lions. And again, the Lions could be potentially looking for their future starting quarterback. But... I, I'm going to go with uh, go with an offensive tackle. You you look at what Dan Campbell and that team's trying to do. It's a little bit more old school type of football, I think. So they're going to go with uh, Payne Sewell, the the offensive tackle 
uh, probably, you know, top for a lot of people to top tackle in, in this draft. So I think the Lions go with him. And then I think you can get back to back picks here. Panthers, you can go different ways. I've seen quarterback. I've seen corner. Do you go another wide receiver for Sam Darnold? Do you surround him with some weapons? I think they're going to, you know, maybe some more defensive players. Last year in the draft, they went really heavy on defense. I think I, I would go and, and get an offensive lineman to provide some more protection to see what you have with Sam Darnold. Um, I, I just, I, I, they could go after a quarterback like a Fields or a Lance, but I think they're going to go with uh, Slater, uh, the offensive tackle there. And then the Broncos, without even trading up, you know, they're they're a little impatient over there. I think um, new uh, new general manager there, John Elway's still there, still trying to find that quarterback to replace. Peyton Manning, but uh, I think they go with Trey Lance uh, at this pick. I think they're they're excited to see Trey Lance still there at nine, and they're going to get the quarterback from North Dakota State. And then at number ten, the Cowboys. This might be one of the picks in, in, in all the mock drafts that we've seen out there. Like everybody has the Cowboys. It seems like mocked for for this player, but uh, Patrick Sertain from from Alabama is the corner, the the top corner in in this draft. So Cowboys get the top corner. Uh, Giants, they, you know, they're, they're kind of an interesting team sitting there at 11. What could they do with that pick? Um, uh, again, I, I've seen a bunch of different stuff. Do you go another receiver? That, that seems to be like a, a popular one out there to go with, uh, go with a receiver to, you know, maybe surround, uh, a Daniel Jones with some more playmakers around him, even with, uh, you know, some of the off season acquisitions that they have made. But knowing knowing David Gettleman and the general manager over there, he likes his offensive linemen. He likes his defensive players and and all that sort of stuff. And this division, this this NFC East division, is just kind of weird to to begin with. I don't know who's going to be coming out and and being the top one out there. Uh, but I'm going with uh, Quiddy Pay uh, from the ed, the edge player from Michigan uh, on this one at number eleven. And then the Eagles, there there's a dumpster fire. I think there. Um, they're going to go corner in, in my mock, and I got J.C. Horn from South Carolina going to the Eagles. 13 Chargers really needed a corner. They're probably getting a little antsy seeing, you know, maybe Horn still available for them at 13. Um, but they, you know, after releasing Casey Hayward and, and getting uh, Staley over there as your, your new head coach, they need a corner over there. So I'm going to go with uh, Greg Newsom, the corner, uh, to, to the Chargers at number 13. And at 14, you got the Vikings. Cowboys, I, I said, you see a lot of mock drafts with Patrick there. Vikings have been kind of the same with, with this dude. I've got questions surrounding him uh, with, with his injury history, but uh, Jalen Phillips, the edge player, I've got questions about his injury past. You know, I'm, I'm a big, uh, especially with this year, with, with players being, you know, with with an injury history and teams not being able to, to, to kind of get their own feel for it and their own checkups. That's what's making this interesting, but... I think some players are going to be dropped off the boards or dropped really further down on the boards, but everybody seems to like this this Phillips to the Vikings one, and that was kind of my tiebreaker in this one. I mean, they could go offensive line. They always need an offensive lineman, but you know, with Mike Zimmer over there, he wants a better defense, so I think he's going to go with an edge rusher there. And then the Patriots. I don't have the Patriots. There's a lot of talk about the Patriots and Justin Fields. Will they trade up in the top ten to get him? I am not picking fields for the Patriots. I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver from Alabama. We know Bill and Nick Saban. they got a connection over there. 
He gets an Alabama product. But I really feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be back in New England, maybe even after this weekend. I, I just that that's my guess. That's that's my gut feeling. So, you know, with with Edelman gone and and the Patriots have Bill Belichick, it seems like he struggles to find a wide receiver in a draft. Over his hit, over his career, you look at some of the guys, he has struggled to find a wide receiver in a draft. So he's going to go to his uh, go to his buddy Nick Saban. And uh, he's going to get a good report for for Waddle, and they're going to go over there to to the Patriots. Uh, Cardinals. Speaking of injury history, this this is another guy that I think a lot of teams are are, are a little concerned about, but they just don't know what to do. And that's Caleb Farley, the the corner from from VTech, and that's where I've got the Cardinals going here. I mean, this is a dude that probably could have gone in top ten. Maybe even the background now of the the first round because there there's quite a bit of an injury past with him and now he's dealing with some back stuff. So I mean he probably could go higher and he definitely could go lower in this draft. But Cardinals need a corner. No Patrick Peterson over there. And when Farley's on, he is a dude. He is a he is a beast out there. And I think the Cardinals uh, maybe take a little bit of a gamble and, and grab Farley the the corner there. Raiders coming in at number 17. I got Micah Parsons, Gus Bradley over there. He he likes his linebackers. He needs some speed out linebackers. He needs a leader on that defense. Micah Parsons, uh, the linebacker coming in at number 17 right there. Although, you know, they probably were looking at maybe a corner potentially there too with the Raiders. But Micah Parsons, probably the most, uh, I, I would say the best inside linebacker in this draft, right? So I, I think they'd be happy. Mike Mayock over there and John Gruden. They'd be happy with with that addition and and adding him to the defense. And we know the Raiders need some defense over there if they're going to be competing with the likes of the Chiefs and the and the Chargers within their division with those offenses. So they they got they got to do some upgrading over there with that defense. Uh, and then we've got uh, the Dolphins here. So second pick in the first round for the Dolphins. They they, they got to a playmaker. Now I think they go to the defensive side, and I'm going to go with. Um, Ojula, Ojulu, okay, I'm going to mispronounce this. I apologize. Ojulari, Ojulari, uh, from Georgia, Aziz, Ojulari. I'll get that, but I'm going to go with uh, with the edge rusher from Georgia, uh, Flores, defensive-minded uh, head coach for the Dolphins, wanting some pass rushers over there. I mean, you, you're playing in a division with Buffalo and Josh Allen and such. Um, now with the Jets bringing in a new offensive system and a new quarterback, you're going to need to put some pressure on the quarterback. So I think the Dolphins grab an edge rusher. Then Washington. This is where I got Justin Fields going. I, I, I look at Washington as a team that made the playoffs last year. A young team, solid defense, especially the front four. They've got offensive playmakers. They didn't do, besides Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and Tyler Heineke, you know, re-signing him and bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick, those guys aren't the future of the quarterback spot in Washington. I think Washington would be ecstatic to have Justin Fields here. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they maybe tried to make a move a little bit earlier to get a quarterback. I feel like not a lot of people are talking about Washington and, and needing a quarterback, which kind of surprises me because I really feel like that's the missing ingredient for Washington to to be the best in this division right now or or back to the playoffs. So uh, I, I got Fields going to Washington here. Uh, number 20, the Chicago Bears. They could be looking at a corner as well. 
Speaking of a team that needs a future long-term quarterback, uh, this this that's the Bears, too. They're probably getting a little antsy seeing Justin Fields still available to them, and maybe they jump up a couple spots to, to grab him ahead of Washington in my mock draft here. But uh, I didn't do any trades in this one. But uh, the Bears, they're, they're going to add another wide receiver to pair up with Allen Robinson. That's Rashad Bateman uh, from Minnesota over there. So I've got the Bears um, trying to trying to add some more offensive talent for for Matt Nagy and his staff over there and uh for for I guess Andy Dalton, right? So I guess Andy Dalton, but uh yeah, Bears going to go with a wide receiver here. And then the Colts, uh the Colts need some offensive line help uh after their left tackle retired. So they're looking at their board and uh I think they're going to go with uh USC's Vera Tucker. Uh, he's got a little bit of position versatility into this, but obviously they're looking for that that future long-term left tackle over there. Uh, maybe you go wide receiver again to give you Carson Wentz a lot of weapons, but you also need to protect Carson Wentz. So uh, I, I see the Colts trying to address their offensive line. Chris Ballard, he knows that too. He's he's invested in the offensive line all across the board. Uh, Frank Reich, head coach, he knows what an offensive line means to a team, so I think they address that. And you know, Vera Tucker's listed as a guard, but he does have a little bit of position versatility uh, into this thing. So, um, you know, maybe they go a little bit different, but, you know, in his comparisons, Will Hernandez there. But I think, you know, does he play left tackle? Maybe not, but we'll, we'll see. But uh, I'm reading a little bit of a here on the NFL.com profile. He was good as a guard, and he looked even better as a tackle. He was good as a guard in 2019 in Looked even better as a tackle in 2020. So that's where I got the Colts going. Uh, Titans. Titans, I think they also need, the, you know, they could go edge rusher. They could go corner. But I'm going to go offensive line. Then I'm going to go with uh, Christian Darsoff, the the offensive tackle for, for the Titans. We know they like to run the ball. They want the, the big boys up front. So they, they bolster up that offensive line uh, with, with their selection as well. But, again, another team that can go multiple different ways in, in, in this thing. So, uh, And then the Jets coming up here for their second pick. Now, I haven't seen a lot of mocks w- with this player, but Robert Sala's over there. You know, they could go maybe off into the tackle. Maybe they want to add some, some playmakers for, for Zach Wilson. But the fact that this kid is still on the board – has to excite Robert Sala, and when he's trying to build up that defense again, playing in a division with, with Allen, you got you got the Dolphins. Who knows what the Patriots are going to be like? But again, I'm going to try to pronounce his name right. Owusu Koromoa, the the linebacker from Notre Dame. This dude's intriguing. He, he's listed as a linebacker. He's only listed at 221 pounds and six uh, six one six two. But he was a guy that he he's the that that linebacker safety hybrid, and Notre Dame even had him covering slot receivers, versatility all over the place. And I think Robert Sala, if he sees him still there, he's going to be pounding the table to add him to his defense because then he can get creative with that guy on his defense. So that's where I've got the Jets going with their second first round pick, and then uh, we got the first running back taken off the board with the Steelers at twenty four. I've got Najee Harris uh, coming off the board at number 24 from Alabama. Uh, the Jaguars with their second first-round pick. Got a few teams with, with multiple first-round picks in this thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, Jaguars, again, they could go a bunch of different ways. Do they want to go offensive line? Do they want to go, 
give Trevor Lawrence some uh, some receiving help. Remember, they got the first pick in the uh, in the uh, in the second round there too. But I think right now they they kind of look at value and they look at best player available and, and all that sort of stuff. And I have to imagine if you know the the safety Trevin um, Ulrich is still there, they'll be happy with that. You know, and adding him and um, be excited. I shouldn't say just happy about that. They'd be excited about that. They need some safety help. They need some back end help uh, in, in that defense too. So they grabbed the first safety to, to come off the board. And then the Browns. Um, this is a dude. I, I kind of chuckle because everybody that does the mock draft simulators, everybody can do them, right? And this guy is still falling in the third round. Like like these mock draft simulators have this guy still like going in the third round. But you you look at all these reports from from analysts and 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 all that, and this is a guy. I mean, he's going to go in the first round or second round, early second round, late first round or early second round. I mean, he has skyrocketed up the draft boards, and that's linebacker Jamin Davis. Um, I think he's going to go probably late first round. Heck, I've seen some mock drafts from from analysts that that has him going in the in the middle of the first round. So it kind of chuckles, or I kind of chuckle when I see these, you know, people tweeting out or Facebooking their their mock drafts, and and they see this dude, uh, going in the third round, or they got this guy grabbing him in the third round, and I'm like, gotta update that stuff because he's probably gonna go in the first, early second round. So Jamin Davis, uh, from from Kentucky, I got going to the Browns there at 26, probably like the the fastest rising player throughout this whole draft process at this point. But uh, number 27 with the Ravens, it seems like they're their team that's always tried to find a wide receiver as well. Uh, I think they go with Terrace Marshall from uh, from LSU to provide our, I was going to say RG3 there, Lamar Jackson with, with a weapon on the outside. And then uh, the Saints are up. Uh, they could go corner. I know that's a popular pick here. But I feel like with Sean Payton, he sees Elijah Moore still on the board, and he's envisioning what he can do with him and Alvin Kamara in that in that offense with Taysom Hill, and you know lining him up where the heck ever Jameis Winston in that. So I, I think Sean Payton sees more Elijah Moore still on the still on the board, and be like, dude, I can make this guy special within my offense. So Saints grab him, and then the Packers, another team at twenty nine that you could go with a bunch of different positions at this thing. Wide receiver, linebacker, defensive lineman, corner is going to be a high priority as well. This is going to be a pick that's probably not going to excite a lot of Packers fans, but I'm going to go with uh, Tevin Jenkins. The the I, I call him offensive lineman because he, he could play guard, he could play tackle. We know the Packers uh, value offensive linemen that could play multiple positions, and this is a dude that excels in the run zone, uh, outside run zone scheme, which is which is what Matt LaFleur and the Packers do. And then you factor in with David Bakhtiari's injuries, are going to be ready. But not only that, they lost Corey Lindsley, so they're going to be shuffling around some guys to play the new center. You know, maybe this is Billy Turner's final year in Green Bay. So Packers need some depth at tackle. And, and you'd be able to get this with, with Jenkins, but also he provides some position versatility like they have with an Elton Jenkins who could play multiple different spots on the line too. So not the sexiest pick for Packers. But the dude's going to be getting some playing time right away. Uh, no doubt about it. So our, our final three picks for for my mock draft, and I'll just tell you right now, they're all edge rushers. we got a little bit of a run on edge rushers at, at this point. So you've got the Bills. Uh, I know there's uh, like running back, what was kind of talked about adding him to, to the offense. 
maybe adding some more secondary help there. But I'm going to go with an edge rusher uh, with, with this one. And, you know, just to kind of pair it up again, that division is going to be interesting. You know, the Bills are the cream of the crop. But you got Tua down there in Miami. Zach Wilson's going to be running around with the Jets. Who's going to be playing quarterback? Is it Cam Newton or somebody else with, with the Patriots? But I'm going to go with um, uh, the, the, the kid from Florida. Uh, Greg Rosu uh, from from Miami right there, but uh, you know I, I was reading a little bit about him. He can be he's more of a four three end with his frame. Uh, his pro day wasn't the greatest. Some scouts said he looked uh, a little stiff and at, at times, but uh, I'm gonna go with him uh, for for the Bills right there. This next pick was the Chiefs, but uh, with with the trade for Orlando Brown, it's the it's the Ravens now. I still think they're going to go with edge rusher on there. They grabbed a wide receiver a few picks earlier, so now I think they look to their defense to provide some to to provide some edge rushing help, and uh, that's where I'm going to go with uh, Owe, Jason Owe from Penn State to provide that. So won't have to look far for for him, but uh, I've got him pegged to pegged to to the Ravens at 31, and then Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> again, I guess a, a luxury potential pick here. They were able to bring back a, a lot of their guys for, from last year. But um, for, for my pick, I, I think they're going to have to provide some depth at the edge rusher spot, especially with, with the future, uh, with, with Pierre Paul, Jason Pierre-Paul over there. So I think they look to uh, to uh, Tryon, uh, Joe Tryon from Washington. So, you know, he, He's not going to be a guy that's going to be asked to, to play a lot of minutes right away, but it provides them some depth at, at that position for, for the future. So. But uh, that's my first round mock draft. You know, assess it, hate it, like it, don't care, and that's what it is. That's now that it's recorded, it's official. I'm not changing anything. Not changing anything after this. So, but uh, if you're listening to this podcast, and I hope you are, for the first round, I want uh, want to remind some of you that uh, first round on Thursday nights uh, for the last few years, I've done this with some friends and some peeps, some other people you've heard on the radio or, or this podcast. Uh, we're doing a live virtual watch party for for the draft uh, for the first round Thursday night starting at seven. So check out my Facebook page. Look it up. D a n k a s p e r Casper with a K. Uh, live video throughout the first round of the draft. So while you're watching the draft, get your phone, get your tablet, get get another computer, uh, or stream it to another TV. You know, while you're watching it, you can join in the discussion with us talking about the draft live as it happens. It's a live virtual watch party. So. Uh, check that out. Big thanks to our good friends at uh, Twisted Tea and Truly for for helping for helping out with that. We're going to be giving away some Twisted Tea and Truly stuff as well. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Uh, if you're not subscribing to the Man Cave Podcast, peeps, please do me a favor: subscribe to it on Apple, uh, or I should say iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. All over the place. And if you have the option to rate it, rate it, please, and make it a good one so other people can find the podcast. But uh, draft's coming up, one of my favorite times of the year. I think for a lot of people, everybody's excited about the draft, too, because it's a little, especially football fans, this is one of my favorite sports times of the year. But uh, for the Man Cave Podcast, until next time, I'm Dan Casper. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Now, if you want the music edition, you have to be subscribing on Spotify. 
If you don't care about the music, well, you can find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, even Spotify as well. And don't forget to rate the podcast, too. That way other fans or other listeners can find this podcast. Just make it a good rating. I'm Dan Casper, and that's been another episode of the Man Cave Podcast.